You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. Today's show is part of the monthly Waste Not series in which we discuss food-related waste and other ways that households and communities can act locally to contribute to a global change. We'll be discussing zero waste and repairing household appliances with Hinal Rajani, co-founder of Reimagine Co. Welcome, Hinal. Thank you, Peggy. It's wonderful to have you here today. Hinal, how long has Reimagine existed and where did you get the inspiration to create a zero waste option in our food system? Thank you so much for having me today, Peggy. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and your listeners. Reimagine opened in the summer of 2018, and it really it opened as a initially as a pop up shop. It was a, a three month pop up, open three half days a week. Started by myself and my wife, Kara, and a few other friends in the community. And the idea for it really came from our own personal journey. And so I'm, I'm not from Canada. I'm from England. You might have guessed from the accent. Uh, my wife and I, Kara's from here. We met in 2012, finally moved to Canada in 2017. And it was a bit of a culture shock for me. So, so one thing, one thing soon after moving to Canada that I, I saw was a, there was this statistic I saw and it really shook me up. And the statistic is that Canadians generate more garbage per person per year than any other country in the world. And I was, I was shocked by this because I thought moving to Canada, I was pretty excited about this country. It's a, you know, beautiful country. We think of ourselves being socially progressive, you know, maybe in, in touch with nature and, uh, but actually we're generating more garbage per person than any country in the world. And, you know, once I heard this stat, I started seeing it everywhere. You know, we started seeing the waste in our everyday lives, all the black bags and blue boxes that go out every week. And that trash all goes somewhere. Becoming aware of this, we, we, we thought maybe we can't make an impact on the scale of the whole country's problems, but we can make a change in our own lives. And so we made a, a decision to start living a package-free lifestyle, a zero-waste lifestyle ourselves in our own household, which was difficult because there was no place to go to, to get these items to package-free, to get or no place to even learn about this stuff here in London. We wondered, are we the only people who are thinking about this in this way, that have this challenge and want to do something about it? So we, we called a, a meeting, we held a workshop on Zero Waste 101, how to live package free and then you know we saw 50 people came to that workshop and we thought oh wow it's not it's not just us there's other people who are struggling with this and you know thanks to the london environmental network that connected us with all these other people who were, who were interested and then we held another workshop 50 people came and so the idea came from that is like okay maybe there is something here and maybe what if we could create a space where people in London could come together and learn and about how to live more sustainably, share ideas, share tips. And then the idea was that we would have this pop-up shop that would kind of help sustain, you know, not just provide some of these items, place where you can refill your shampoo and cleaning supplies and buy reusable straws and travel cutlery and things like that. But And so it was initially supposed to be like a pop-up store, which we, you know, was, we were able to do with some support from the city through their neighborhood decision-making program. And then it kind of grew from there and became popular, became five days a week, full 
full-time thing. He was really focusing on reusable, refillable bathroom and cleaning supplies and you know, lunch items, things like that. We, we weren't offering any kind of food items there because that's a lot more uh, work to do. You know, you need equipment, refrigerators and things, but also health and safety inspections and, you know, just a lot more complexity with dealing with food. But that was always our dream. And we went on a road trip here to Montreal. We went to see some friends in Ottawa and then we went on to Montreal and, and visited these uh, package-free grocery stores there. And we thought, well, if they can do that there, you know, why can't we do this? Uh, at home and so we got we got inspired by that and uh, we started making plans to to open a grocery store actually a grocery store so we found this perfect location in downtown london 206 piccadilly street and then the pandemic hit and so uh, uh, we were we were forced to shut that down and move to an online only model but we were already committed to this new building so we went to our community and, and asked for their help and we ran a crowdfunding campaign for six months into the pandemic and we were just overwhelmed with the, the response from the community it was absolutely amazing we had 860 something donors and like over 88 thousand dollars raised in in just like a in, in just a few weeks in this crowdfunding campaign so the title reimagining we've been we're reimagining and I, I think what's so cool about what you just said you know is that you you saw some change you know we hear the believe Gandhi said it you be the change you want to see in the world and so you and your wife saw some changes you wanted to see in the world decided to take action on it and found there were other like-minded people who really wanted to do it as well this incredible story of crowdfunding to build some capital to help you keep it going what a story of community and uh, action and what is possible in terms of being able to reinvent things that we that we want to change. So, so, so cool. Was there anything further you wanted to say about the way you kickstarted the zero waste business? Because it really is great and it's inspirational for others that might be thinking about trying to make some change somewhere in the food chain. Yeah, I'll just say that there is a wonderfully supportive ecosystem here in London for environmental action and also for social entrepreneurship in general. I really think it's a wonderful place if you have an idea or even the seed of an idea and you have a bit of motivation to see it through. There are so many resources, so many wonderful people. If anyone listening has an idea or something they're passionate about, feel free to reach out to me or to reach out to the London Environmental Network. See like, you know, right now the, the network has this environmental action incubator program. You can get funding for projects that there's other, lots of other kind of incubation and mentorship. Amazing, yeah. amazing. So yeah. they can find how to get a hold of you through the website at Reimagine Co or the London Environmental Network. And as you said, uh, social entrepreneurship, just places to pitch ideas, meet other people. So that's really generous of you. Thank you so much for that. So that was the startup of Reimagine Co. And so you had this dream and you actually started it during a really tough time. You had hoped for some benefits, obviously, in envisioning and reimagining this offering in the food uh, supply chain. But did you realize some of the benefits? What are some of the things that came true that you had hoped for? We enabled Londoners to reduce their waste on a on a day to day basis. I, I know we've had you know tens of thousands of containers that have been saved from the landfill because of of the existence of this store. And I think also it's not just about the direct impact that we have had through products that we've been selling package free, but it's also helping people to think in in different ways and reimagine their relationship with food. Whether that is you know people now starting to grow things at home. You know a big part of what we're what we're about as well is not just the store, but like I said the intention was initially the workshop space is how do we learn together and we've had workshops on composting several workshops on composting on urban agriculture on pollinator pathways on foraging you know so many things that can help people think about food in in different ways 
And it's, you know, food is not just something you go into this gigantic 50,000 square, square foot building and, you know, pick off a shelf of the, you know, underneath these shiny lights, you know, that's as food comes from the earth. And so I, I think if we've helped to shift people's perspectives and open people's eyes to food, looking at food in a different way, I think then that's a valuable thing that we've achieved. Very valuable, especially now um, when we're trying to, we're all looking for meaning and connection and rediscovery of nature and food being part of the human experience and the creative contribution that we all have, whether that's uh, connecting with other like-minded individuals, finding our community, really, really important. So we've talked about the zero waste grocery options, but you've done some other really cool things at Reimagine Co. And you've, one of them is you've introduced the Thing Library. And can you tell us about the Thing Library at Reimagine Co.? Yes, the Thing Library opened in April of 2022, so it's pretty new. And you know, these this idea has been around for for some years, and there's there's thousands of them around the world, but there's not one in London. You know, there's a big one in Toronto, one in Guelph, one in Kitchener, Waterloo. You know, lots of other, lots of other cities. But so the idea is that where well, a library is a place that you can borrow books, a thing library is a place where you can borrow things. So it's such a simple concept because we all have things at home that we don't use very often. So we all have that and scavenging dust in our basements or our kitchens or wherever it may be. So why not have a place where you can borrow these kinds of items? But you know, what we have in our thing library here in London here at Reimagine is a mix of tools, so hand tools and then power tools, a lot of gardening tools, then also lots of kitchen equipment so that you might want to use just occasionally, like a, a big mixer or a bread maker or like a really fancy food processor. But then also things for events and recreation, so like camping gear, or if you want to have a community event or a party in your backyard and you want to borrow 30 chairs and plates and cutlery and stuff, you can borrow that from the Thing Library. That's amazing. It really is an innovative way. You know, we think of waste as something that is disposed of, but the lack of utilization, they're, they're wasted in the way that they are not used, not that they're disposed of. Really, really, really interesting. And then to the point of small equipment repairs and really reimagining what we can do with small equipment, Reimagine also runs a repair cafe where I thought it was genius, not just the idea that let's repair some of our small appliances instead of buying new ones or getting rid of them and adding them to either landfill, but also that people are helping other people repair the small household appliances. So they see themselves as part of the repair process. Where did this idea come from? And can you tell us more about how the repair cafe works? Yes, the repair repair cafe, again, it's something that's not our idea. It's something we borrowed. There's hundreds and hundreds of them. Like I think on the official repair cafe website, there's almost 2000 repair cafes around the world. It's a very simple concept is that you bring your broken items to our event and there are volunteers in the community who help you fix your things. And it's a, such a s simple concept, but it's something that as a society, we've largely forgotten how to fix things. We're used to buying things, they break, we throw them away, we buy a new one. And even if we want to repair them, we can't for many different reasons. Either it's too expensive or it voids the warranty or you can't find the parts or you don't have the skills. Or if you can find someone, a professional to fix it, it's going to cost hundreds of dollars. So there's so many reasons that, that things are not fixed and so, so many things go to landfill, which would be perfectly usable. So you can bring a broken curling irons or toaster oven or a pair of pants that needs hemming or a shirt that's got a rip in it. And the fixers, we've got a wonderful, amazing community of about 20 different fixers. And, and normally to an event, maybe about 
eight or 10 or 12 of them will, will show up depending on, on, on the month. And there's, you know, more fixes coming on board all the time. If anyone wants to join, you know, it's a, it's a great fun event. There's one coming up in February on February the 15th and then on March 22nd. So the, the first February one is at the Beacot Public Library and the March one is at the Sherwood Public Library. So this is, we were holding them initially only at Reimagine, but now we're going around the city to different locations, which I'm really excited about. Encourage anyone to come along. It's completely free to sign up. You can bring your kids, the family, friendly event. You know, all the fixers do this completely voluntarily. You know, people have developed these skills over time and want to share them with the world. It's, it's just a really beautiful thing of community coming together and helping one another, preventing waste and also empowering people as much as possible. The person bringing the broken item is the one who does the repair and learns how to do that themselves. You said it's a beautiful thing and I couldn't agree more. Really, it really has it all. Renewal, reimagining, community. So the Repair Cafe, lots of information about that on the Reimagine Co. website and definitely don't miss the ones coming up in February and March. Thank you so much. And after the break, we'll talk further with Hedal Rajani, co-founder of Reimagine about the social benefits of adopting a zero waste approach in family kitchens. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. We're speaking with Neil Rajani from Reimagine about the environmental and social benefits of zero waste household kitchens. You know, you uh, founded the Reimagine Institute for Community Sustainability, and this initiative has an incredible vision, a world where humans live in peace and harmony with each other and with nature. And your mission is to help people to live more sustainable and connected lives. What does living more connected lives look like? Living more connected lives means, means, it means a couple of different things for me. It means more connection with yourself, self-awareness and, and presence, connection with the earth, recognizing that we're a part of the earth and the earth is a part of us. It's not something to exploit or use. It means connection with other beings. It means recognizing that we are all interconnected. We, we have this myth or this vision that we humans are independent, but we're not. We're dependent on one, one another. We're communal, societal, social creatures. We're not just individuals. No, no person is an island. So recognizing that fact, I think, is, is, is a first step to living in a diff- different way, you know? And, and, and so there's a lot about reimagining that is also about looking back at the past, not throwing all this technological progress out the window. Far from it. You know, I'm, I'm not a Luddite or anti-technology. You know, I think we can take the benefits of the technological advances that our society has given us you know these wonderful privileges we have today that our parents and grandparents didn't have i think we can take those things but also remember how to live in community and with one another so i think that's going to be a beautiful thing to see that synthesis of the old and the new the converging of those different approaches the ones where you know we have the ability now to live by ourselves individually we think you know on some level we can survive i can survive without knowing how to grow food or knowing how to fix anything because i can just buy everything everything can be bought in some ways right which wasn't the case before um so i, th- I think i think community is resiliency you know and again as i was saying like being connected to our food and where it comes from is a big part of that that connection you know we're so caught up often in our in our individual lives in our virtual worlds that we don't recognize and appreciate the beauty of the day-to-day and the people around us and the world that we live in. 
Right. And, and what a interesting and helpful thought to look to the past, but create the future and remember the connection between our own relationships, not just with ourselves, with others and the environment. And there's happiness in that because we do realize we're not alone. So thank you for reminding us that through the Reimagine Institute for Community Sustainability. In this show, we try to bring the humanities, so history, philosophy, creativity to today's food dialogue. How can these approaches apply to implementing a zero-waste approach in family kitchens? Yeah, I would say, firstly, from the historical perspective, let's look to some of the things that our grandparents did. You know, even things like having a packagery grocery store, this is not news to my grandparents. This is how they shopped. You know, they would take their sacks and their buckets to the grocer, to the to the different stores around, and, and fill them up and bring them home. That's just how how they shop. There was no single-use packaging or plastic packaging. So, so I think there's a lot of things we can learn there. But also think about how our grandparents—they know how to re, you know, use every part of a vegetable. They know how to store things in the right way. A municipal green bin program this year. But you know, even without that, people don't compost in their backyards. So there's a lot of things that we can learn from history from my grandpa- what our grandparents did. You know, it's a philosophy around waste. I think, and you know, just appreciation of what we have, being grateful for what we have, and the, the work that people have. Put in to growing our food and harvesting our food, it's producing our food, transporting our food. And, you know, often we don't really take that into mind when we're consuming it. We just buy it, eat it, throw it away. Whereas thinking about all the energy, the love, the action, the hard work that's gone into that food can maybe help us be more appreciative of it and less wasteful. You know, I think there's also the ethics of what do we eat and how is it produced? Something to think about, you know, beyond just plant-based eating, there's also the conditions in which our vegetables and fruits and things are produced. But you've got to think, where are these things coming from? So that's, you know, it's another benefit of organic and fair trade, which are definitely not perfect systems. But you want to think about where your food is coming from. Finally, just thinking about creativity. To live a zero-waste approach or to take a zero-waste approach in your kitchen doesn't need a lot of money or special equipment or anything like that. I think it just requires some imagination and being creative with ingredients and different alternatives, how you connect with community and collaborate in order to to make those changes in the way that you eat. Wonderful. So lots of that creativity, right? And that back to the well-named organization, Reimagine Co, and helping us do all of those things, look to the past, whether that's the zero waste approach, as you had said, or either our grandparents or the people before them, certainly there weren't plastic bags then. And so reimagining that, also thinking about food as a way of life and uh, being creative about what we can do through food to make the world that we want to live in. The show is called Food for the Future. And how does borrowing household utensils through the Thing Live or repairing small household appliances through the Repair Cafe help us build a brighter way forward. So the beauty of the Thing Library is that you can just pay one annual fee and you can borrow as many things as you like. So $60 a year, five bucks a month, you can borrow up to four items at a time and you you browse it all online, reserve it, come and pick it up and then return it a week later. If no one else wants to borrow it, uh, you can extend it just like a, a regular library. And by doing this, you know, not only you're saving money, you're saving the space of storing all these things, but you're you're meeting other people who are using these things. So it's building community. It's also you know, much more equitable that people who might not have access to these things otherwise can have access to these things. So it's really good for students, for newcomers, for older people, for people of lesser financial means. You know, start reimagining how you use items or consume things or buy things. 
then it can help you start thinking about reimagining other ways in which you live and, and saying no to things, refusing things, uh, reusing things, refilling. People's entry points to this more sustainable lifestyle can be from so many different ways. And it just, it just sometimes just takes something for an idea to click and uh, see where it goes. Definitely helps build the brighter way forward together. Fantastic. You know, do you have any final thoughts to offer our listeners? Yeah, I would just say thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you today, Peggy. I really appreciate it. I think it's a wonderful opportunity to be living in London, which has such a strong environmental community. Together, we can make London one of the greenest and most resilient cities in Canada. We have everything that it takes to, to achieve that vision. And I'd like to invite anybody listening today to come to EarthFest. So uh, EarthFest is taking place this year on April 22nd, Earth Day, from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. at City Plaza in downtown London. So it's a half day event in the morning of Earth Day is London Clean and Green. So we clean up in your communities. That's been going on for, for many, many years. A wonderful initiative organized by the city of london and then from 12 to 5 p.m at city plaza is earth fest which is reimagine and london environmental network the city london public library and so many wonderful partners that are coming together for this one day environmental festival which is really focused on celebrating london's environmental community so come along to that and it's going to be a fun day all the family and you'll learn a lot and, and connect with other groups and see how we can take action together to reimagine the way that we live and create a more sustainable city and a more sustainable world. Wonderful. April 22nd, lots to look forward to in terms of cleaning up our communities in our area in the morning and lots of family fun and networking and uh, all kinds of things to discover from London's environmental community. And I agree with you. We have all the potential to be one of the greenest uh, regions in the nation. And I think we have lots of skills and uh, and also intention of doing that. So I couldn't agree more. Thank you, Hinal, to you and the entire team at Reimagine for your innovations and contributions to our human family. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking with Hinal Rajani, co-founder of Reimagine, a zero-waste grocery store, library of things, and community events hub. Each week, we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about? What could you do to implement a zero-waste approach in your kitchen? Something to do? Search reimagineco.ca to find out about zero-waste groceries, repairing small household appliances, borrowing books and household things, and much more. Next week on the show, it's City Farming, when we'll discuss how businesses turn food waste into resources by composting, with Matt Robertson from Village Compost. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist, and you've been listening to the show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our platinum-level sponsors, Burn Bray Farms, Eggs for Life, and the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday at 8.30 on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca.